This is the Greatest Story Ever podcast. There comes a time when all the cosmic tumblers have clicked into place and the universe opens itself up for a few seconds to show you what's possible. With Keith Conrad. You know, everything is not an anecdote. You have to discriminate. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I'm out here collecting the life experiences people have that seem crazy and unbelievable, but are absolutely true. Please remember to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might consume it. That feeds the algorithms that help people find it, and it just makes me happy. So far, I've talked to all sorts of people, including a cancer survivor who went viral for her enthusiastic reaction to finishing chemo, and of course, American folk hero Ken Bone. You remember him, that guy with the sweater from the presidential debate in 2016? One person who might make a good future guest is six-year-old Knox Brewer from South Carolina, which is just a cool name, by the way, Knox Brewer. Knox decided to take up magnet fishing after his parents thought it might help him deal with the immense, crushing boredom brought on by the coronavirus lockdown. Knox was magnet fishing on Mother's Day when his magnet attached to something very heavy. So a nearby stranger helped him pull it uh, back into land, and they discovered it was a metal safe on the other end. The safe contained items including jewelry, a notebook, and a checkbook. Knox and his family contacted the police, and soon they discovered the safe had been stolen from a neighbor's home eight years earlier. So that's a pretty good safe if it actually kept things relatively dry for eight years. That's impressive. Now, that brings up a question. Why would someone steal the safe only to dump it in the lake without opening it? I guess that'll just be one of life's unanswered questions. Radio host, comedian, and all-around nice guy Bill Leff is my guest this week, and he too has been wrestling with one of life's unanswered questions ever since a family vacation in his youth. He's going to share that eerie story this week. Thanks so much for joining me, Bill. Thank you for having me. And uh, Bill, I, you are legitimately the most famous person that I know, because even if they don't know it, literally everybody has seen you, because in the movie Major League... You're the guy who actually says it's too high. No way, too high, too high. Yeah, that was me. First of all, it's so sad that I'm the most famous person you know. I can't, there's a lot of sadness in the world right now because of this virus. You've heard about the virus. But the saddest thing I've heard in a long time is that I'm the most famous person that you or anyone could know. (laughs) (laughs) We need to find you somebody famous quick. Yeah, well, hopefully through this podcast, I'll be working on that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, tell me, by the way, Keith, tell me the exact name of the podcast, because I want to change my resume as soon as I'm done. Oh, it's the Greatest Story Ever podcast. The Greatest Story Ever podcast. That has some biblical undertones, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? So, so I'm, I'm hoping people, you know, kind of kind of raise their game when, when they <laughs> when they tell me a story. But so so I mean, just to just to circle around on that, uh, mm-hmm. you you were, in fact, the guy who says it's too high in the movie Major League. Yeah, I play the role of uh, young Bobby James, a diehard Cleveland Indians fan, and I was in Major League and Major League Two. I didn't do the third one because two reasons, Keith. I didn't find the script very believable, right? and they didn't ask me to be in Major League Three. Other than that, though, you would have been in. You would have been there. Probably would have had a part in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably the same part I played in one and two, I would imagine. Except that... You're right. That wouldn't make a whole lot of sense because why would you go from uh, a big league team to a minor league team in, I think it was rural Minnesota? Uh, I've never seen the third one. 
Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, I, I know. I know it was in the minors. I I don't know any like I I do remember that I saw it, and I remember that Scott Bakula was in it, but I remember yeah. literally nothing else about it. I think it was called Major League Back to the Minors. Uh, you're right. It was Scott Bakula, and uh, no, I just I wasn't in it. Now we've been told those of us that were in the first and second one have been told that they were working on a fourth one that Charlie Sheen co-wrote a fourth one where he goes back to manage the Indians. And at the time I said, let me check my availabilities. But now with everything that's gone on, I don't have anything until ever. So if they want to shoot it tomorrow or in two years or whenever I'm there. If Charlie Sheen is shooting it on his iPhone, you're there. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's all I need is an iPhone and a little bit of key lighting. Not a lot, but just a little. Yeah. Okay. But I, I was amazed that uh, when I approached you and said, um, you know, Bill, can you can you come on this this podcast, this this burgeoning uh, uh, podcast and and tell me a tell me a story of the the most exciting, unbelievable life experience you've ever had? That that actually wasn't it. Right. No. That. In all honesty, if I had to rank the experiences that I've had that have been amazing and life changing. Being in those movies would be number 14. Well, at least it's in the top 20. I mean, that's not bad. It's still in the top 20, which shows promise. And every Sunday, I do a countdown. Um, I'm sure you listen. And it's been as high as number 11. It's been in the 30s a couple of times. But it's always in the teens. It's normally in the teens. But here's what I did, Keith. And I, I don't do this for just anybody in their podcast. But I want to give you the choice. Because you, you prepped me. You said... Think of the most exciting, life-changing thing that you've ever experienced. And I thought long and hard, and I came up with three different possibilities. And I'll let you decide which, if any, you want to hear about. Okay, sure. Go ahead. Right. All right. Here are your three choices. Do you have a scorecard? I do. Okay. Choice number one is my exciting story about Harry Styles. Choice number two, and don't vote until you hear all three choices. Okay. That's important. Choice number two is my amazing story about Tony Curtis. And choice number three is about the psychic trick that my mom pulled off in San Francisco. Ooh. All three, you got to admit, all three make you a little curious, don't they? They do. Like, I, 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 I kind of want to have a bonus episode where, where maybe we go into uh, the two that lose. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good episode. Um, you know what? I, I'll tell you what. Let, let's go with the, the psychic trick. Do you want to hear the psychic one? Yeah. All right. Now, did you choose that one because ah, there's an air of science fiction to it? Not that, not that Harry Styles or Tony Curtis couldn't do something in the realm of science fiction, but just the mere fact that there's a psychic vibe to it. Is that why you chose it? Or what, what, why did you decide that one? Uh, a little bit the psychic vibe. And, and, and also, uh, at some point, I'm going to convince my mom uh, to be on this podcast. And uh, she has a story that I, th I think is, is the, the celebrity encounter story to end all celebrity stories. Uh, Can I tell you something weird? I was on your mom's podcast two weeks ago. And that was the topic. And we had such a blast. We didn't even get to the stories. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to get her on to talk about why she, to this day, still has John Lennon's candy bar wrapper. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
can you say how she came about? How did she, what happened that she got that? Cause that's, that's not easy to pull that off. Uh, well, I, as I said, I'm, I'm hoping to have her on this podcast. So oh, she'll tell it. Yeah. So, so sure. after, her. after we're off the air, I'll, I'll tell you the story, uh, to, uh, you know, to give you a little bit of a sneak peek, but, uh, uh, right. for, for the listening audience, I want to save that for the, that day, that glorious day when I actually convince her to be on. I would save that for, I don't know when Sweeps Week is on podcasts, but whenever, whenever you feel you've got the most listeners, I would save that episode for them. Yeah, I, that I, I thought, uh, you know, like Ken Bone, when I talked to him, I thought that was going to be the, uh, the big one, but uh, yeah. I, th- I think that'll be even bigger. Yeah, this with your mom telling stories like that, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh my god, that'd be so entertaining. That'd uh, be great. So why don't I I'll do this. I'll tell you the story about my mom's psychic encounter in San Francisco. But if it for if for some reason you hear it and you go, oh, I should have gone with the Harry Styles or the Tony Curtis, I'll I'll switch gears. Is that fair? Okay, that works for me. Yeah. If at any time during the don't even wait till it's over. If I start to tell you the story and you're like, mm, how long can this story go on? Uh, just say to me, just go Styles or Curtis, and I'll, I'll make the flip, all right? Okay, sounds good. Is that fair? Yeah. All right. All right. So this story starts out, uh, it's a trip that we took when I was in eighth grade. I was 13 years old, and my family had never been to California before. You've been to California, right? I've heard of it. You've heard of it, but you've never been? Uh, no, I, I was there uh, once uh, uh, summer before high school, so I have. What been did you think of it? Uh, it was okay. I, I was in the uh, San Francisco uh, area, so I haven't yeah. seen the rest of the state. But uh, from I what I saw, weird, Keith, honestly, this story takes place in San Francisco, and it was when I'm the exact same age that you are when you were there, right before high school. I was thirteen. I, are you trying to finagle your way into the story somehow? Uh, no, what, one thing I will say about uh, the timing of my trip to Arizona, it was actually uh, when my dad was working in California for a few months uh, on a rocket, uh, you know, oh. that goes into space. Uh, yeah. And it just so happened that uh, that was the summer of the movie The Rock came out. And we literally went to Alcatraz the day before we saw the movie The Rock. Wow, what time? What, it's like a 3D experience. Yeah, so that, that was the, the glorious summer of 1996. Wow, that's fantastic. I like that you pointed out that rockets go into space for me. Like, because I, was, I well, was going, I've heard of rockets. Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard I of mean, rockets, I, I don't want to assume that, that everybody's on the same page here. <laughs> well, thank you for your clarification. So, uh, all right, so normally my family, which consisted of my dad, my mom, my younger brother, and myself, we almost always went to Florida, but we always talked about going to California, and we said, let's make it a big deal. That summer that I'm done with grade school and I'm going into high school, that'll be the year. That'll be our trip to California. So we did that. We started out, we flew to Las Vegas, and then we went to various places in and around California, including Los Angeles and San Diego and Big Sur and a bunch of other places. Uh, the last few days on the trip were in San Francisco. San Francisco, for those of you who have never been, stunning city, one of America's finest cities. They still have the streetcars, just like you see in Riceroni commercials. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've got the Fisherman's Wharf. They've got the, the original Ghirardelli Chocolate Factory. Didn't they just build a bridge, too? Uh, 
they built, well, they've got that Golden Gate Bridge. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Did you notice, this is a sidebar, but it still pertains, that in every movie or TV show, and I mean every, I'm not saying most, I'm saying every TV show or movie that takes place in San Francisco, there's always at least one shot of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, isn't that amazing? It's it's like a Wilhelm scream. It's just you can you can point it out everywhere. <laughs> right, but we wouldn't we assume as filmgoers if they established to us this takes place in San Francisco, like we're buying it. We're 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 in on the gag. They don't have to show us the bridge to go look. Remember we told you it's San Francisco. There's the bridge. Look, there it is. Well, and it's funny because uh, in uh, in Star Trek, in the Star Trek world, that is. For some reason, that is where Starfleet is is headquartered. Oh, and, really? And so, yeah, they they make it an effort whenever anybody in any Star Trek show is on Earth that they go to San Francisco and they show the bridge <laughs> and and it's actually in, in the in the 23rd century. It's actually covered in solar panels because everybody apparently believes in green energy then. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they they for some reason they do that every time. Oh, that's great. That's excellent. So our first day in San Francisco, we're doing a bunch of touristy things and we're on Fisherman's Wharf and we're having lunch in a seafood restaurant and it's stunning. We're, I mean, it's, it's everything you'd want in a day in San Francisco. It's, a li- it's summer, but it's a little bit cold. You got the, the, you know, the, the breeze coming in off the water mm-hmm. and we're just, we're having a very nice time. And my mom says out of nowhere, now keep in mind, San Francisco, I don't have I don't have a map in front of me, but what would you say San Francisco is from Illinois? Is it seven states away? Oh, California, not San Francisco, but it's about seven states away, right? I actually do have a map in front of me right now, and it is seven states away. It is. Okay. So I don't know how that translates to miles or kilometers, but there's a lot of space between San Francisco and this area that we live in now. Now, I, I grew up in Oak Forest, so let's say Oak Forest to San Francisco that's a, that's a big span of space, right? That's a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So we're having lunch, and my mom says out of nowhere to my brother, whatever happened to Lucille? Now, Lucille was a girl that was in my brother's class who had a, a horrible health thing happen to her that year. My brother was in fifth grade that year. And midway through the year, Lucille left school because she had – can't remember if it was a brain aneurysm or what it was, but there was some sort of a brain problem going on and they took her out and they did all kinds of tests on her and that took a long time and they sent her to the Mayo Clinic and they sent her somewhere else and that took a long time and then they did a series of surgeries and that took a long time. So my brother hadn't seen her since the beginning of that school year. My mom just out of nowhere says, whatever happened to Lucille? My brother says, I don't know. I, the last I heard... She was doing treatments, you know, for her, her brain. Uh, that's all I know. Uh, and then we went on to talk about other things. Mm-hmm. Keith, less than an hour later, my dad, my mom, my brother, and I are in a store in San Francisco, a clothing store. And around the corner comes Lucille and her mom. Wow. How does that happen? I, I don't know. How in the world... And I said to my mom, because even though I was only 13, I was one of those guys that liked answers, especially to impossible questions like, how does that happen? Mm -hmm. And I said, 
why did you, like out of nowhere, ask about Lucille? Because her name had never come up in our family once. And then there it was in San Francisco, and there she was. And my mom said, I don't know, just out of nowhere, I started thinking about her. And I said, but don't you think this is odd that you would just pull her name out of a hat and there she'd be? And my mom's answer was, well, things happen. But things, to her credit, they do happen, but not that mysteriously. Yeah, things happen, but not, not things like that. No, and my mom had no history. To my knowledge, that's the one and only time she ever did that. Although she always claimed, and she's not the only one who's claimed this. I'm sure you know people who do this too, where they say, I had a dream about somebody. I was dreaming about somebody, and then two days later they died. You ever hear that? I haven't heard that. I, I thought you were going to say, you know, I had a dream about somebody, and two days later I, I saw them. You took things in a very dark direction. Yeah, they got darker, didn't they? Well, there's variations on the theme. There's two days later I saw them, or two days out of later, out of nowhere, they called me. I hadn't talked to them in years. You know, your Aunt Becky, I didn't talk to her in years and years and years. Had a dream about her, two days later, Aunt Becky calls, you know? But the yeah. odds of something like that, to just take a name at random and say it, and then 45 minutes later, there they are in a city all that far away, that's incredible. And it's not like, uh, you know, say you were, the, both families happened to be taking a trip out west, and there was a gas station along Route 66 that was the only gas station within right. 20 miles, and you both happened to be there at the same time. I mean, San right. Francisco is not a small town. It's, it covers no. a, a, a rather impressive amount of uh, square miles. And does this help, to, to make it incredible, to say that the whole time we were there on that trip, we were in California for three weeks, we didn't see anybody else that we knew, except some relatives who we went to visit, but there wasn't anybody from our hometown, Smoke Forest, that it wasn't like every day was dotted with visits from people we knew in Oak Forest. It was the one time it happened. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Now, are you, I know you're saying that, but are you thinking right now I should have gone with Tony Curtis or Harry Styles? No, I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking, you know, Bill, you, you uh, have, have worked for years in, in the radio business, and uh, you know a, a lot of people. I mean, really, you meeting a, a, a couple of uh, couple celebrities, they, they probably are legitimately interesting stories, but I don't think they could possibly be as head-scratch-inducing as that one. So I, I think we, we chose wisely. Okay. I just want to make sure, because I don't want to disappoint you or anybody. Um, thank, thank you for saying that. I just don't want to leave anybody high and dry. Uh, the other stories are both amazing, and they both changed my life, but they, weren't, they didn't have that wow factor of how did, how did you pull off this incredible psychic trick? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah I, I, I feel like we, we definitely made the right choice here. And, um, I, Do you think I could sell this to Lifetime as either a movie or a limited series? Lifetime, maybe not, but definitely Netflix. Netflix would buy it, wouldn't they? Yeah, I mean Net I'm Netflix. Call them. Yeah, Net Netflix. Uh, you say, "Hey, I I've got an idea for a movie." They're like, "Here's two million dollars." Do you think like they would do it, but they would say, "But Natasha Leone has to play Lucille." Do you think they would say that? Uh, I think that that probably would be a part of the deal. Yeah. Mm, I don't which, know which I is funny, it would, which would be interesting because, you know, this is what a, a high school age person and she's definitely not. Well, 
my brother and Lucille were in fifth grade at the time. So okay, so yeah, even Anne? yeah, I I, I don't mean, think Natasha Leone can't. Yeah, I I don't think Natasha Leone can play, can pull off ten. No. How about the girl from Blackish? Uh, maybe, yeah, that could work. She's ten. I think she's ten or eleven. All yeah. right. All right, I'll hold out for that. I I think that's a good idea. Thank you. Uh, well, thank, well, thank you, so, you so much for for sharing your story, Bill, and for completely blowing my mind. Thank you. Did I did I a little bit? I hope I did a little bit. You, you did. I, I'm not sure how anybody is is going to top that. I don't know if anyone can. Well, that well, thank you, Keith. What a compliment. Thank you. If you think you can top that story, shoot me an email at greateststoryeverpodcast at gmail dot com. Gabatron.